0: The Blast from Our Past Network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that gives you full on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. I'm Adam. And I'm
1: Jody Sellers hey, I know that voice, my man, it That's
0: right. is Mr. Jody Sellers, Esquire of the That's Sellers it. Law Firm. Jody, welcome back,
1: sir. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Spooze, Adam, great to be here. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy to have you on. Uh, wasn't the last time you were on, we were talking something a little dirtier? <laughs> a, little, a little rounder, a little bit more... Voluptuous?
2: Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Two count, right? Two count. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, Yeah, I think the last time we had you on, we were doing our breast cancer special episode. That's right. uh, Where we talked our top ten favorite uh, breasts in film. Absolutely, (laughs) had a good time. Our buddy Brian still wants us to do a top ten male asses in film. Okay. Um, for prostate awareness, uh, maybe we can make that happen this year. Absolutely. Uh, hey, that was a great
2: episode, but let's not forget the uh, double dragon episode. That uh, was a classic. I can't. I can't I'm, forget
1: I'm, that. I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> trying. have been trying so hard to forget it, and I just can't.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I was actually reminded by it just a couple times. If I see like an actor who happens to have been in, I'm just like, ah, oh, damn it, back in the head.
2: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: <laughs> All right, so you are back
0: for an album review. Yes, Jody, tell us what album are we talking?
2: We are talking the iconic, the classic, the amazing "Bad Hair Day" by Weird Al. Oh, it, it is incredible.
0: That's right. This is our first repeat. This is our first uh, yeah time talking a
2: a an artist's uh, album again. Why this one? man this came out when i was in i think it was seventh or eighth grade and it was i don't know for me weird al was just different he was crazy i had no idea that you know you could blend comedy and song so hearing parodies for the first time to me was just mind-blowing i guess and uh, man weird al just did it for me and there are some crazy songs on this album. I know we're going to get into them, but um, this was a huge part of my childhood, huge part of middle school Jody Sellers. So <laughs> this is a little eye-opening for everybody. This was this was the soundtrack to 7th and 8th grade right here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, we, t- we talked um, Weird all way back. It was episode 70 was when we talked even worse.
0: Wow. wow. Okay. And Adam, I know you are a... a- big fan of weird Al did you have this particular album and was this one that you were particularly nostalgic for
1: I did not own this album so I had uh Alpocalypse I had even worse uh and then I did not own this one or Running With Scissors Ooh. I didn't own another Weird Al until or sorry Alapalooza. I had Alpalooza and then I didn't own another one until I think it was Apocalypse, and then Mandatory Fun. Um, but of course, I I kept up with my Weird Al lore, if you will. Uh, I was never I never strayed too far. I always kind of watched you know watched the singles on MTV and VH1 and whatnot, and and would listen and whatnot, and then of course downloaded and ripped them. Come Kazaa and <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> Napster, share Napster. Days. Yeah, but uh, I did not own own this album when I was younger. Okay.
0: Adam, I'm going to tell you this on here because I think it's kind of apropos of it. Uh, my son still had been demanding and demanding and demanding that I purchase UHF, and I, love uh, it. I still haven't. But it was free on Tubi now, so he's been uh, he's been watching it. He watched that with my wife the other
1: day. He was well, very that's happy. A uh, couple couple Christmases ago, I bought him. I bought between him and his sister. Uh, I bought them the entire Weird Al discography. Yes. So I went on Amazon and I bought them. I don't know if your daughter still listens. I don't even know if your son even listens to the albums at all. I Probably don't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I got them because they were they were into Weird Al. Sounds like sounds like UHF is their top right now, or yeah. has been their top. Yeah. And that's what they, they know him as a TV or a, a movie comedy guy. Yeah they didn't grow up with the new weird al episode or uh, albums coming out and then seeing the the uh, awesome mu- uh, music videos and yes. all that kind of stuff so so that's what how they got introduced and i think that's how they see him Yeah, like the music's not first with weird al for them it's the movies
0: yeah well and also the tv show cuz we went through the entire tv that's show right. with them and they loved the tv show
2: yeah that blows my mind that somewhere there are a pair of kids going you remember the actor weird al <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah uh all
0: right um my experience with this is uh, with this album is largely the same as adam's um i don't remember uh, either of us owning it so i remember what was on the radio and that's about it uh all right uh adam hit us with some uh fun facts
1: yep i can't remember if you mentioned this was the ninth studio album for weird al um Important, important note here. This was the last studio album with Weird Al's classic mustache and curly hair. Uh, After this one, he swapped to the look that he kind of still has today, which is the long straight hair and no facial hair. Uh, Bad Hair Day peaked at number 14 on the Billboard 200, and it remained on the chart for a total of 56 weeks. Uh, It sold 1.3 million copies in the U.S., in just 1996 when it came out, making it the highest sales for any comedy album in a single calendar year uh, since those kind of stats had been tracking. And it ended up going uh, double platinum. It is Weird Al's best-selling album. Hmm. Um, and a couple other kind of cool things that I saw when I was just kind of looking up some facts. There were a couple songs that didn't make the cut were either kind of denied by different bands or other stuff like that. Uh, one of them, uh, he was going to do a parody of Offspring's Come Out and Play which he called Laundry Day. And actually, he used, you know the line, gotta keep them separated? Right. Obviously, that works perfectly with Laundry Day (laughs) and other stuff like that. So actually, um, yeah, he did that one. He also did a a parody of the song Numb, which is a U2 song actually sung by The Edge, not Bono, and it's not good. I I didn't know it at all, and so I went to go listen to it, and I was like, oh, okay, this is not a good song. But actually, the way he parodied it, he was just reading lyrics from Green Eggs and Ham. He was reading the book <laughs> Green Eggs and Ham while he did it. And he even, on Al, I think it was either Al TV or Al Music, one of his specials that he did on, uh-huh. on that came out, uh, he did a parody of the music video, which actually works really well. I highly recommend, go on YouTube, watch the Numb music video, and then go find Weird Al's parody of Numb and it actually works really, really fucking well. And then the last one, which I really wish would have happened. Uh, oh, yeah. But the um, sorry, the numb one didn't end up working because the Dr. Seuss people shot it down. Ah. Uh, and then the offspring at the time shot it down. But he did do an offspring song later because obviously Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. Oh, yeah. Is a parody of Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Uh, and then he was going to do the Rembrandt song, I'll Be There for You. Uh, he was gonna. He was going to parody that into "I'll Repair for You," and he was gonna. It was gonna feature basically Home Improvement. It was gonna be all about the <laughs> oh. show Home Improvement, and I thought that was yes. genius. But the the band Rembrandts were all for it, but the producers of Friends ended up kind of squashing it because they didn't want the song to be, you know, made fun of or whatnot because it was kind of part of their branding. So, Did you ridiculous. mean the producers
0: of Home Improvement?
1: No 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 the fr- the producers are friends because I'll oh, be there for, for you with their song. theme song oh, okay. and they didn't and they didn't want yeah they were like no 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 that's part of our branding <laughs> we can't make fun of that and I'm like god damn it that would have been an um, amazing parody yeah. So they do have um, concert. He has uh, played all of those three songs in concerts. You can find them on YouTube. Oh, that's the awesome. The quality is kind of rougher, though, with concert stuff, of right. course. So, so, yeah. So that's all I've got. Jerry, anything else uh, you need to mention
2: about Bad Hair Day? Um, probably one of the biggest controversies that you didn't miss and uh, m- mention. Maybe you're waiting for the track one. I don't know. But, you know, the Coolio incident. So. Yes. Yeah. We will get into that. Of okay. Course. All right. I'll leave that for track <laughs> one then. <laughs> that's why I
1: didn't mention it. It's songs. <laughs>
2: here.
0: the album was released on march 12th of 1996 al weird al produced it um i think he is a pretty damn good producer um mm-hmm. i oh, think yeah. the quality of his songs come comes out really well i think he really knows what he's doing
1: no doubt. he's got an here he really i mean you have yeah. to have like bouncing around between all those genres yes. you've got to have a musical ear
0: yeah um, and the personnel I'll talk about pretty quick. He's kind of got his regular um, group of guys that he uses. Weird Al, obviously, he's playing uh, vocals and he's doing some keyboards and some accordion, obviously. Uh, Steve J plays bass. Uh, one of my favorite names of all time, John Bermuda Schwartz has been his drummer for almost ever. I think maybe even since his first album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ruben Valtiera played Keyboards, and I don't know if he's a regular guy. I don't recognize his name. Maybe he has. Um, oh, yeah, looks like it. And then Jim West uh, played guitar, and I definitely know have known him to be his, uh, his guitarist for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then also credited on the album are Hank Azaria and Nancy Cartwright, and I'll talk about them when <laughs> yeah. we get to that song. <laughs> Even true. though they technically – Aren't really recording for the album. It was a rec- no, yeah. But they, he credited them, yes. And then uh, some some horn players as well because he he loves to use his horns, which I, as a musician, appreciate when a band or an artist can successfully implement live horns into their
2: songs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Weird Al does an incredible job just with his range of everything. Genre, the type of instrument, the the vocals. It's incredible what he can do. Um, just goes to show you, I mean, any kind of style, Weird Al has hit it. And um, there's been some misses, but a lot more hits, I think.
0: <laughs> yep, I agree. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, well, I'm ready to jump into this album. Hey, let's do it. Let's start it off with arguably, not even arguably, his biggest hit off of this album, uh, which is Amish Paradise.
3: It's 1699. Oh, We've been best- space. Most our lives living in an Amish paradise. A churn butter once or twice, living in an Amish paradise. It's hard work and sacrifice, living in an Amish paradise. We sell quilts at discount price, living in an Amish paradise. A local boy kicked me in the butt last week. I just smiled.
1: I just got one word. Classic. It, yes. This is you said yeah not arguably the biggest hit on the album. This is arguably his biggest, best-known hit. Period. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: absolutely, no question, without a doubt.
1: Um, I I'm not gonna
0: say too much because I know you two are gonna have a lot of opinions on this one. <laughs> so, uh, Adam, I'm gonna why don't you start us out with uh, your thoughts on this song?
1: So, the, I mean, the obvious thing—it's a parody of "Gangsta's Paradise" by Coolio. Um, it hit number 53 on the billboard hot 100. So, I mean, a pretty high charting one for him, for sure. Um, I do, I love the parody on this one that the, the way, you know, you're thinking about gangsta's paradise and it's all about being hard. And, you know, you remember mm-hmm. that, that music video and he flips it completely with the Amish who are known for being, <laughs> you know, very kind of quiet and kind people and all this kind of stuff. Um, The music video is incredible. It was uh, uh, Florence Henderson, isn't it, it? from the Brady Bunch? (laughs) (laughs) Playing the Michelle Pfeiffer part. Yeah, exactly, doing the Michelle Pfeiffer part. And then um, I'll let uh, Jody kick off talking about the controversy because you were so eager to talk about
2: it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's just the big thing I remember from middle school is that um, I had always wondered, and I guess now, too, as an attorney, I I always wondered, how were you able to get away with parodies? And we spent a lot of time on this in law school. So it kind of blew my mind that um, I didn't realize he was asking people for permission. Like, I didn't realize he was calling up, I guess, bands and things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And he doesn't
1: have to. Yeah, He doesn't have to at all. That's
2: right. He has no requirement to do that. But I guess from from what I recall and when I you know refreshed up on some some side says hey we never got the call or either the call was made and we declined that and asked them politely not to and then Weird Al I think his position was always well we did ask and it was okay and so I I don't really know what the answer is or what the uh the outcome is but um, two sides to that story in in terms of what should have been done with the song but it's awesome it's a classic. Um, I remember walking down the halls of middle school and it's like singing that in my head. And you know, you get on the school bus and I'd have my old like Walkman CD player in my yeah. boat bag to play. But yeah, man. So I don't know if Coolio actually okayed the song or not, but Weird Al went ahead and did it. And here we are.
1: So uh, yeah, uh, through uh, fair use, which is a, a part of copyright right. law. Um, you allow parody, mm-hmm. uh, newsworthy. If you're like covering it for like a criticism or a review or, or, um, news, that's why I feel it's okay for us to put some of the songs in our <laughs> yeah, podcast no, because we are, we are criticizing them. Correct. We are, they're basically like a, as a review thing. Absolutely. Um, and so it's, you know, we've got, a, we got our lawyer here with that's us right. <laughs> and, and I do feel it's a, it's a okay use how we use some of our, some of our stuff. Yeah, I'm I would thinking. agree. Um, but uh, but he doesn't have to. But I, I think I think it's a huge testament to the kind of guy Weird Al is. Yeah. Is that he gives them – he gives these people uh, – you know, make sure he only does it when they're okay with it Correct. as well as I think he gives them some of the money. I don't oh, like a small okay. percentage as well. I believe so. Um, so all of that is pretty freaking incredible. From what I heard, the record executives gave him the rights because they were like part owner or whoever, like, you know, uh, owned parts of the okay. song. Um, and Coolio – didn't or he or whatever, or I guess maybe he did. And then he took it back. I don't know. Um What's kind of funny is Gangster's Paradise is even kind of based off of a Stevie Wonder song. So was <laughs> like, come on, come on, Coolio. Why the hell would you be a hypocrite on that? Um But yeah, Coolio was like really pissed off. I remember he like he like bitched about it at yeah. a MTV Music Awards Absolutely. or maybe it was something like that. Um But it, I have kind of looked through and it seems like. They have made amends. Oh, that's good. That Weird Al and Coolio are good. Thank God. Um, yes, thank <laughs> God. Uh, and I, here's a little kind of like abbreviated, um, truncated quote from Coolio. Perfect. In hindsight, it was stupid of me to, something, to, to say something about Yankovic doing a parody of Gangster's Paradise. I mean, he did Michael Jackson, he did Prince, you know, people who are definitely more talented than I am. And it just made me look dumb. And I'm willing to admit I did something stupid. So massive props to Coolio who kind of just realized, you know, it was, who who gives a shit, man? You know, and I think overall, Weird Al doing your songs is almost never a bad thing. It doesn't hurt your image. It just gives you extra exposure. That's it.
0: I think ultimately, Amish Paradise beats out Gangsta's Paradise as far as uh, (laughs) staying Oh, I'm right there with you. Absolutely.
2: Than anything. We're still talking about it, and everybody everybody yeah. knows what Amish Paradise is, but, I mean, yeah. you know.
1: You go through the lyrics, and just the way he kind of does his own research, and he melds that into all this stuff, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and this is a, yeah, just a wonderful version. It's catchy, um, and then you're right, and the back and forth of, you know, these Amish people being thuggish or whatnot, it's just all great. It's all great. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love so it, too, this, because... This is,
1: Oh go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was saying,
2: yeah, I love it too, just because not only is he talking about the Amish and kind of putting this funny spin on it, but it's not like uh I mean he's not putting down the Amish, he's not uh no. disrespectful in any way. I mean, I love it. I think it's fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. they're never gonna see it, so who cares?
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They've probably never heard of the song. They don't know. So what true. About. I don't know. I'm
0: sure at this point it's famous enough that it's probably even reached to them
2: yeah what's that uh you.
0: what's what's the the thing that um I the kids know, go when they go on sabbatical yeah, kind yeah. Of thing, i'm sure of i'm sure world. plenty of kids have seen it it's uh, like rumple something
1: not rumple still <laughs> it's uh that's what it's called <laughs> Uncle Funk, no Amish sabbatical I'm, i mean, i'm looking this up because i remember Rum sprigget, sprigget. Oh, you were so anyways, close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was not far off. <laughs>
2: that's right. <laughs> Rum Yeah, great song, though, man. But surprisingly, it may be one of his better-known hits, but not my favorite song off this album.
1: Whoa. Yeah. That, that's a shock. You know, and you know, well. No, it's it's definitely my favorite off the album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. So. Uh, all right. Well, I
0: think we've uh, paradise this one to death. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one, which is a what he calls a style parody. And I'm pretty sure we talked about style parodies when we talked uh, even worse, yeah. which is he writes an original song in the style of a specific band or another song or something like that. And this is in the style of They Might Be Giants, and it's called Everything You Know Is Wrong.
3: I was driving
0: I can definitely hear that they might be giants' influence in the mm-hmm. instruments he's using, and a little bit in the kind of he's putting a little bit of a, a nasally twang in his voice to almost sound like they might be giants. Yeah. Ultimately, I didn't really get much out of this song.
1: I wouldn't have picked up on, if on a they might be giants. Unless I was told or besides the <laughs> fact that I was told this was a there might be giants it just sounds. Once he starts singing, he just sounds so much like Weird Al that I right. lost some of it. And it's still just kind of regular enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. It didn't this one didn't do it for me. And because I didn't have this album, I actually lack a quite a bit of the nostalgia for the non hits. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a theme throughout my discussion of this album. But this one, nothing special. Uh, I, I will say the accordion work, there was a solo. Yeah. That was solid. The accordion solo was fucking solid. Everything else on the song was mediocre at best. Yeah.
2: yeah, I agree with both of you guys. And for me, Weird Al was one of those artists where there's only, there's there's I love the song or I hate the song. For me, there's not really an in-between. Um, <laughs> and this is one of those that I just don't like. And there are several, I'm right with you, Adam. There are several on this album that I skip over. Um, And I re-listened to them, you know, preparing for today, but um, it it was kind of rough on some of them. And I'm okay with just skipping this one and moving on to, uh, honestly, a couple other tracks down the list.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not going to have much better to say on these
2: upcoming ones either. I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, this sort of
0: style, even though it's supposed to be like a style parody of They Might Be Giants, it feels like we've heard this song before from Weird Al. Yes. Like yeah. in his in his other, his earlier albums, even in his originals there. Like we've heard this style. Right. So style parodying a band that already kind of sounds like you anyway is just
1: jerking off at this point. <laughs> and and there's, there's another one down the line that is very similar. But actually, I like that one better, but we'll talk about yes. it at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's
0: go ahead and move on to the next one, which is a parody of the song Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by U2. And thankfully, he just called it Cavity
3: Search. My molars are impacted. I'm getting gum disease. I'm gonna need some fillings.
0: I'm going to say my piece and then I'll leave it to you too. <laughs> First of all, not my favorite U2 song that he could have parodied. I feel like yeah. there have probably been better ones. And granted, this one was probably had come out closer to when he was making the album and I know he relatively stays current with his parodies. Right. But it was not it's not my favorite U2 U2 song. It's okay. Two I feel like The Dentist is something he's covered before. So, I don't know. I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it just feels like it's The Dentist.
1: He did the, he did like a surgeon, maybe yes. the medical field the is medical still field. in yeah. I, I mean, it.
0: granted he I don't know how many ones he's done about food and right. those are all almost all funny. Um <laughs> I will say this, it got, it seemed to get a little bit better in the lyrics the farther into the song he went,
1: okay.
0: but still not, definitely not a strong song, and I think, especially in this album, his worst parody in this album. That's my opinion on it.
1: Uh, looking through, and you are 100% correct, his worst parody.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this, this song, I mean, to me... And honestly, it's several of the tracks that follow Amish Paradise. It's almost like a massive drop-off for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a U2 fan to begin with. Uh, didn't <laughs> didn't care for the song. Uh, didn't like the style. And uh, yeah, not one of my favorites. And, and to me, I love the parody songs. That's why I buy Weird out albums. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it for the original stuff. Um, but I was I was really disappointed in this one, quite honestly.
1: Uh, and I'm going to echo about the same. My, my biggest problem, I do enjoy U2. But I don't even know this song. I, I listened to it. It was apparently, I think, on uh, the Batman Forever soundtrack mm-hmm. or some shit. Um, but I listened to it beforehand just to be like, okay, do I remember it? Nope, I don't remember it. <laughs> and so that does kind of hurt when he's parodying a song that you've never heard right. before. Right. It kind of turns it into a style parody. I'm um, not to say that they're those are lesser because sometimes those are still good. But overall, I just didn't find this song particularly catchy or the lyrics interesting Sometimes he can get you with his kind of dark humor yeah he's got some great dark humor songs and a couple of them on this album yeah absolutely this one in general is just not well written and the style doesn't work for me either so um we're all all around a big big drop off
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely
1: all right well let's let's
0: move on from that mess and go to the next one which is just a style parody of grunge in general no specific band or anything it's called Callin' in sick
3: and i got some strange disease what's that little
0: To me, it was not very grungy.
1: No, yeah, it was at all. not. I, I got yeah. Other than the, the very beginning, the very beginning sounded Nirvana esque. It was it was very then, much a,
0: a a rip of Come As You Are. Yes, like the the guitar sound, the tone, the style. Nothing past that gripped me as grunge.
1: <laughs> I agree. It was kind of just like alt rock or or whatever. Yeah, just like a regular rock, and then Weird Al. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. I didn't get the grunge vibe besides the beginning. It disappointed me. Um, and these are three disappointments in a row, which is a fucking shame. And very unusual for a Weird Al album, I would yeah. say. Yeah. And I, and I would say in general, like these last, the topics, calling in sick as a kid, you know, it's fuck <laughs> that. You don't understand that. The dentist stuff, okay, sure, you're scared. But overall, the, okay, weird dentist scares, and then everything you know is wrong. Again, that one, these, these last three have been complete subpar Weird Al songs. And um, I'm not sure which of the three is my least favorite, but they all suck.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty close to being my least favorite. This is, you know, a great example of, uh, I have so much nostalgia for this album because when we were listening to this, you couldn't download your favorite songs. So, you know, there's about 90% of this album that I might cut and leave on the floor, but I had to buy the CD to get everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, three in a row, and it's just it's it's bad. But it does pick up, so hang in there. We're we're getting yeah. there.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move on to better, bigger, <laughs> and better things. And let's go to what is the longest song on the album, and honestly, one of my favorite things in every Weird Al yes, album. In fact, he's done one of these in every all out of the fourteen studio albums he has, all but two. I've had Mm -hmm. this sort of thing, and it's a medley of songs that are relatively popular around the time that he makes these albums. It's simply a medley done in a polka style. Usually, I think it's usually called the same thing every time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But at least- It it always has something variation, Yeah. Variation. But in this one, it's called the alternative polka.
1: Or bobbing your head back and forth in the exact <laughs> like
2: fashion. It was so cute to see. <laughs> well, um, John's right. This is I, how you know it's Weird Al.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it's one of my favorite things. And I'm just going to read this off as fast as I can. This is every song he parodies in this four minute four and a half, well, four minute, 50 minutes, 50 second song. So almost five minutes. Uh, Loser by Beck, Sex Type Thing by Stone Temple Pilots, All I Want to Do, a Crow, Closer, Nine Inch Nails, Bang and Blame by R.E.M., You Want to Know by L.S. Morissette, Bullet with Butterfly Wings by Smashing Pumpkins, My Friends by Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'll Stick Around by The Foo Fighters, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden, Basket Case by Green Bay, and then he ends up with uh, kind of one of his own polka stuff. I love it every time, every single time. Yeah. It doesn't matter the style. Even if it's even if it's a song I don't like, the regular song, I love his
1: polka versions. It's It's funny I had the exact same feeling, like, I'm not. A, I'm not a polka guy. Are any of us polka guys? No, <laughs> no not at all. <laughs> but because Weird Al does this, and it is such his thing, this is the song that brought a smile back to my face when I was listening to the album, and I was like, "All right, I am back in this. Yeah. You brought me back, and I'm, I'm, I'm in it, man." And so it, it, this was fun. This was a fun fucking polka that he did, and it just yeah, I, I love that he does it, and. It made me feel happy. A- out.
2: Absolutely, man. Yeah, this is classic Weird Al. When you see the when you run to the track list on a new album and you see the Polka one, sometimes I want to jump to that because I want to know what what's going to be different or, or what's being thrown in, but. Uh, this is kind of like the coffee jolt of the album. I think <laughs> once you listen to this one, maybe your hopes are raised a little bit, and maybe there's some there's some bright light that we're heading towards now. So I love it, man. It was just a fun song, and kind of it sets up the next couple ones that uh, I think I have a lot of love for. So,
0: mm-hmm. so this leads me to two questions, and that are that are related to We're Al, but unrelated to this particular album. Uh, one, have you guys heard his Hamilton polka that came out a few years ago?
1: I did yes. I, I think did it,
0: not. Oh, I think it's a, it's it's. I mean, it's classic Weird Al, and he's taking somebody else's song. But I think the way that he incorporated all those Hamilton ones into it, and incorporating what is essentially rap into a melodic song because he's singing, he's not necessarily rapping, um, or if he is, he's doing it in harmony, which is insane in itself. Um. It's definitely worth. If you've seen Hamilton, it's definitely worth going to see. My other thing is this, and I, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about his albums, but I had just noticed. So, the longest stint we had had without a Weird Al album was between two thousand and six and two thousand and eleven, so about five years. It's now been almost, let's see here, it's almost been eight years mm-hmm. or seven, at least over seven years since we've had a Weird Al studio album. Do you think we're going to get another one?
1: I remember him saying, I think he's done. Okay. And he's just going to start, and he's just going to continue touring. Um, but you know what? He's a very creative guy. Yes. And when he gets that itch, I think it's going, I bet we will get another. Okay. I love his last one, Mandatory Fun. Mm-hmm. I did too. I think we are going to get
2: another. I hope so, especially with digital streaming now too. And the fact that he is touring still now He has so many ways of getting out new songs, even if it's maybe not a full, like, album, kind of studio release type thing. I wouldn't be surprised if we
0: only saw, like, an EP or some singles that come out or something like that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Have, have, uh, I know I've seen him twice in concert, myself. I saw him once when I was living out in California, and I saw him fairly recently, a couple years ago, when I moved out here uh, in Georgia. Have either of you seen Weird Al?
0: I have not, and I've been, I've been... Looking every time I hear that there's a tour a couple times recently he was on a tour and didn't come to Las Vegas also, I kind of wanted this to be the first concert I take my son to. Oh, he'd love it and that's so awesome. I kind of want to make sure it's it's a concert I can take him to, meaning he's gonna be playing the hits sometimes he'll do a tour yeah. where he only plays the deep cuts and that's great yeah. I would love it but i think if he's if, if i think if i'm going to take my son to one it's going to be one where i think he's going to be playing the hits and so yeah. i i'm kind of waiting for that tour to happen and i think it will happen i'd like for it to be sooner rather than later um i would take my daughter but i've actually already taken her to a concert she's been to a concert before my son has which is at least oh. like a like a rock concert mm-hmm. and the, you know he's they've both been to other shows and stuff like that but i just mean like an actual honest to god rock concert so
2: yeah, that's cool. I've actually never seen Weird Al in person. Um, Weird Al and The Temptations are the two groups <laughs> that I that I have always <laughs> wanted to see in person. Uh, music tastes are all over the place, but. Um, I gotta hurry up though, because the temptations are dropping off left and right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Otis uh, Williams is the only remaining one, and you yeah. know Weird Al's been doing it for what thirty plus years now too. So yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. And I
1: couldn't I couldn't recommend a Weird Al concert more because the guy knows how to put on a show. Mm-hmm. He does like uh, he does dress changes all the time before like every song like it is it is an entire spectacle like i remember even one of like the first one that i saw him he was singing as he was crawling over the crowd like he was <laughs> stepping over everybody and just doing it like he knows how to work a crowd so highly recommend it i don't know if the temptations do though but weird out <laughs> of course i said that he, he,
0: he doesn't come to vegas and i just looked it up and he has three shows in vegas in june Oh, wow. uh, so <laughs> you I, you've got to take. I will him. definitely, I will definitely taking my son to that. Also, awesome. I have seen Weird Al in person. I've just never seen him on stage while he was All performing.
1: Right. I remember you saying that story? Yeah, I
0: was at a party. What we'll um, the that happen? <laughs> I was at. I went to the Grammys in two thousand and seven, oh, and then wow. I went to an and I was able to go to an after party, and he was there. And at one point, uh, he was standing right next to me. I didn't realize he was standing right next to me until my wife. Like, she never fangirls over anybody. She fangirled because he was standing right next to us.
2: That's incredible. I love that. <laughs> yep. So
0: let's move on to the next song, which is an original called Since You've Been Gone.
3: Since you've been gone, since, since you've been, been, been gone. feel like I've been, been chewing been on tinfoil. Since you've been gone, since you've been, been gone. Been it's like I got a great big and mouthful and of mouthful cod liver oil. Cod liver And it on. You know been in a of pain yeah. since you been gone Well since you been gone since you been gone, I feel
0: This board. again for me this is a lower tier song It's okay I appreciate the harmonies that's going on but like the subject matter really didn't catch me
1: For me I will let you talk Johnny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah go ahead.
2: <laughs> I mean for me like now we're getting into what I consider for myself the heart of the album these are some of my favorite songs that we're getting into, and it's the comedy for me because it's a it's a it's a fairly short song all about missing this person, and then you hear that last line. It was almost as bad when you were still here. <laughs> so yeah. um, I don't know, man. The, the comedy for me was fantastic on this one, and um, like I said, these are my favorite tracks we're coming into. So have a lot of love for this one. Played it two or three times last night on the ride back from the Bulgogi experience. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I love it. Can't say enough good things about it.
1: How did your fiancé take the album?
2: I made sure to be very clear that it was not about her. <laughs> you or anyone. Do that with or them. anyone. No, I was That's not pining for anybody. <laughs> um,
1: and I'm actually with John on this one. This is a lower tier <laughs> one. I do appreciate the bait and switch at the end yeah. of that joke of... You know, oh, you, you know, I miss you, I miss you, I miss you until you find it, and you find out like it was how uh, you it was terrible with you there. But, um, I don't know. When I hear the word since you've been gone, I can only think of Kelly I Clarkson. I know,
0: I did the same thing. <laughs> I saw the title before the song started, and immediately I was waiting for
1: since you've been gone.
2: And then hey, Weird Al influencing so. Kelly Clarkson. I like that. It must be it. Yeah. But, I... yeah.
1: Overall, the the sh- it's a short, short, short acapella, and I'm yeah. like, Meh. For me, it's fine. It's fine. All right, all right.
0: Well, let's move on to the next one, which is a parody of a song that Adam and I recently talked about not that long ago, on a, on an album review, and that is the song "Lump" by the by I'll say Pusa, because I like to say it anytime I can. <laughs> you do. Uh, and that is Gump. I mean, a great version of a Lump and uh, Forrest Gump being a very, very huge movie. Everyone loved that movie. It To me, it worked very well.
1: This hits it right on like the pop culture, just everything. The Lump song was popular. Gump. I mean, it's just like one of those things that just fits so fucking perfect, it's got to happen. Um, so, And I think he nails it. I think he nails it on the head. This one makes me happy again. I've got a big fucking fat smile on again when I'm listening to this song. Uh, It just missed the Billboard Hot 100 at 102 on the Billboard Hot 100, basically. Um, But I mean, he does a good job with like the parody. I feel in the music video as well because they're kind of like he's dressed like the (laughs) President of the United States of America to kind of dancing um, in water with their with a suit on. He's got a bald cap on. Um, They're they're seeing Forrest Gump kind of being ridiculous with a lot of that stuff. But overall, this is a really strong it's not a top tier weird owl song when you think of the singles but it is still a really solid strong um and like in the higher echelon of this album for sure
2: yeah, I absolutely completely agree. This is where my nostalgia takes over because I'm gonna put Gump in my top ten probably of weird owl songs, wow. man. I love it. Now I loved the movie too, so when the when the song came out it was even better. And again, man, his his lyrics are fantastic. If you've never seen Forrest Gump, if you listen to the song, you've seen the movie. I mean he hits every major point for you and when he says uh, his friend with no legs, he calls Lieutenant Dan. I lose it almost every yeah. time. So. He, So uh,
1: For me, it's when he says the line, uh, his girlfriend Jenny was kind of a slut. And I'm like, whoa, Weird Al doesn't usually use that language. And I'm just like,
2: that's cool. That's funny. <laughs> it's a good one. Like you said, definitely one of the top ones on the album. No, no question.
0: Uh, all right. I didn't have any much more to, uh, nah, to add to that solid. one. Solid. It's a good one. Yeah. All right, and we'll go on to the next one, which is considered a style parody of Elvis Costello, of all people. Not quite sure why he picked that one, but apparently he did. And it's called I'm So Sick of You.
3: You tell a joke and forget the punchline. Why are you always wasting my time? Hey, baby, trust me, you just disgust me.
0: First of all, I can hear the resemblance to the song, like I think it's "Shake It Up," which I think is an Elvis Costello song. Um, I thought it was an okay song. I enjoyed the music. I think more than I did listening to the to the lyrics or anything. Um, but it was it was definitely middle middle tier for me.
1: And I, I'm with you full completely. It's <laughs> middle to middle lower tier. Um, I hear the Elvis Costello style in there mm-hmm. absolutely, but I'm just not really digging this one.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I I enjoyed it. I'm on the opposite (laughs) spectrum. Yeah. Had no idea what the style was. Couldn't have ever told you. But this is a crazy little story about Jody. So (laughs) in eighth grade, in our language arts class, I went to Long Cane Middle School. Mrs. Warner was my teacher. And we had some kind of a class project for, for, I guess, poetry or something along those lines. And we get to pick a song and kind of bring it into the class and, and I guess read it to the class and do some kind of styling with it. And for whatever reason, I chose this song and uh, read it in class. Um, while my then girlfriend was sitting Like in the front row of it I, I didn't I didn't think about that While I was doing that This is 8th grade so you know we dated for like a half a week
1: or mm-hmm. Yeah exactly I mean you might have like kissed without With like your pursed lips and nothing There was no tongue and that was the entire relationship
2: Yeah that, that was it man But I don't know why I did that but I, I have that memory In my head and I'll never forget it But the, the lyrics just make me laugh so. <laughs> It's definitely better than cavity search, so you know. (laughs) Yeah, well, yes, I,
0: you know, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I, I appreciate the story that goes along with that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever shared this story. I think I have. Uh, when I was in this would have been fifth grade. When I was in fifth grade, my the entire fifth grade took a field trip. Uh, down to and I cannot remember exactly where. I think it's near Savannah. Uh, the UGA's Marine Biology. Yeah, that is in Savannah yeah, area. And we stayed like overnight, uh, like a day or two. And I don't remember what it is we did. Anyway, what I remember was after we got back, they got us back to the school, and then we were all waiting for our parents to come get us. And while that was happening, um, they were having us like everyone could get up and sing a song or whatever and i didn't sing one off of here but um i sang uh fat
3: in <laughs> yes, front of the class awesome. or in front
0: of my the entire fifth grade like classes of uh of my school and i just used talking about getting up and, and saying this r- reminded me that i did that <laughs> that's um, awesome i love when, that when i was a kid because i was an idiot
2: i think i got about halfway <laughs> through
0: got embarrassed and sat down <laughs>
1: So. so Adam, right. what's your Weird Al story yeah. for,
0: for middle
2: school? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Unfortunately, I don't think I have a particular Weird okay. story other than I just loved his music. Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> All right, let's move
0: on to the next one, which is a parody of the song Misery by Soul Asylum, and he called it Syndicated Incorporated. My. First off, I completely forgot about the song Misery by Soul Asylum yeah. <laughs> and then and then when I started hearing this I'm like, oh, I know this song. I know this is a parody. what is this?" And then it hit me when he got to the chorus. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is Soul Asylum. I think
1: they sing uh, frustrated yeah. <laughs> yeah. incorporated like and honestly, the song Misery by Soul Asylum sucks i don't <laughs> like that song i don't think it's a very good soul the soul asylum has some really good songs not misery um and so actually with these lyrics and them tying into like these old shows that i know and whatnot i like syndicated incorporated better than i like misery
0: okay i would agree um i like misery okay um I liked Soul Asylum, but basically Soul Asylum has like three songs I like and they're the three hits that they had, which were Runaway Train, Somebody to Shove, and Misery, and that's pretty much it. I didn't listen to a lot of their like full albums, so
1: Yeah. I only I, I have those songs and I do remember they have a song I can't even tell that was on the clerk soundtrack. That was really fucking good. Oh. Um, but yeah, so misery just doesn't do it for me. Okay. But I mean, hell yeah, they're talking about they talk about Mayberry and Mayberry RFD even, which is like the spinoff <laughs> yeah. that we talked yeah. about. Yes, and and actually they talk about even other. Just, he's, it's funny thing is I'm gonna go a little bit on not really a diatribe here because he doesn't. He's not just talking about old shows being watched in reruns. He's talking about syndication and syndicated shows. Cause he talks about Oprah. Mm-hmm. He talks about other shows. So syndication basically means you are taking your show and you own it or like, you know, some distribute, you're distributing it out to different groups or different networks across the U S um, in different areas. It's not like CBS owns your show and you only showed on CBS. Like wheel of fortune might be shown on wg or like might be shown on um nbc where you live but where someone else lives it might be shown on fox or something mm-hmm. else it's because that area that group bought the rights to play that show um it was basically like a bidding war in different in different regions all over the place that's how syndication that's how syndication works and so there are syndicated shows that are brand new shows but a lot of us think about syndication as being a rerun only thing but no that's they basically shows go into syndication after they do their main run for just a more new way to get money of like okay you know uh, you, you can watch old stuff like TBS and WGN are like the super stations mm-hmm. that are famous for being big syndicated things where they will buy a bunch of syndicated stuff and show them on those stations but any station can have syndica- be syndicated you can have Fox airing Big Bang even though it originally showed uh, on CBS right. because That's just, they just bought it, you know, to show the, do the reruns. And so, um, that's, that's how, and so I liked being a little bit of the TV and Mm -hmm. film nerd guy being like, oh, he's not just, he's actually talking about syndication. He's not just talking about reruns. So anyway, that's it. And I, um,
0: from what I understand, syndication is really where the big money is for a lot of these shows.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, it is a bidding war for every fucking area. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's where absolutely you can make a fuck ton of money. Yeah. I imagine that's why all those big bang guys
0: made all that money. Uh, is that I tell you what? Even when that show was showing new shows, that thing was all over TBS. Oh yeah, every oh yeah, every day, and
1: still absolutely. is. Oh, yeah. they're they're probably they probably made a fuck ton. I mean, I can tell you they by nowadays like I'm sure SAG has wizened up to get their actors a good you know, decent enough portion of syndication right. um, purchases into it. And that's why people like, was it Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David made $400 million when Netflix bought uh, Seinfeld Jeez. because it's just like, holy Christ, like syndication and, and, and now streaming, mm-hmm. which is basically like, you know, just another kind of version of syndication, um, just makes a fuck ton of money. So.
0: Yeah, I didn't really have much more to add to the song. I enjoyed the song. I, I enjoyed all the TV
1: okay. references and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite part, the TV references. It, a little slow for me, but um, cool to hear the 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 line drops yeah. about the TV shows. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, the
1: slowness, definitely, because you kind of, you know, when I think Weird Al, I like the poppier, quicker, the fun right. stuff. Yeah. Um But, you know, this was decent enough, but, yeah, not, not amazing.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to the next song, which is... According to Wikipedia is a style parody of Hilly Michaels, who I have no idea who that is. And when I looked it up, I still had no idea who he was. (laughs) And the song is called I Remember Larry. I'm going to say this. I listened to this album this morning, and I think I zoned out in this song because I only barely remember it. So I'm going to let you two guys talk this one out.
1: I'll kick I'll kick things off because I also looked up Hilly Michaels and be like, who the fuck is Hilly Michaels? Um, and so I actually ended up listening to two of his songs to be like, well, what is his style? Is this a good enough parody? And I'm like, okay, his style sounds exactly like Weird Al to me. Um, like, it literally... He was a guy who must have been an influence on Weird Al in like the early, early, early 80s. Mm-hmm. He, he had songs come out in like 79, 80 wow. uh, era, that kind of stuff. And it very much sounded Weird Alley to me because I never would have guessed this was a style parody. This sounds just like a Weird Al original. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Period. Um, so I, I listened to stuff. I didn't really care for a shit, but like, yeah, you know what? It's fine. It. overall sure but like this style works um what i did like is the lyrics on this one absolutely and i will say that this is probably one of the better originals on the song this is probably my second favorite original on the song and there's only one original left is (laughs) the way i'll put it um but this is probably my second favorite original on the album i mean and uh this because the lyrics man they're all about so if you listen to the shit he, this is again the dark comedy, yes. that fucking like, you know, again, some bait and switch kind of humor here, where he's talking about like, oh, this guy was such a joker. He was a funny dude, and he was a fucking bully. Yeah. This Larry <laughs> guy was like a fucking bully. And then in the third verse, you find out that the that the narrator of this song is killed him and put him in a paper bag and hid him somewhere. And he's like, Oh, I remember that old Larry. And if the cops ever find him, you know, like I'll be in trouble or whatever the hell the lyric is. But it's just like, Oh man, like weird Al does dark humor comedy, at least in music form. I think probably better than anybody. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this hands down is my favorite song on this album. Oh, every time I hear it, I laugh uncontrollably. It is the best thing in the world. Um, yeah, if, if the cops ever find him, who knows what they'd say. But I'm sure if O'Lair was still with us today, he would have to agree with me. It was a pretty good gag. I love this song, man. It's the best. <laughs> um, you're right, man. There are two amazing originals on this album. We haven't come to the other one, but this is mm-hmm. my favorite of those two. But they are, okay. they are my favorite two tracks on this album, hands down. Um, and you're right, man. The bait and switch, the dark humor. It is hysterical because it's. I love listening to his lyrics because you got to listen to him. Mm-hmm. You have to. You've got to hear the words. And uh, this one yeah. to me was just fantastic. And and that's why
0: I need to go back and re-listen to it. And I think I was listening to it this morning and I got distracted when my wife got up or something like that. And I yeah. just kept listening because I was like, okay, it's, it's a song about some guy named Larry. Um, but it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like it's very much like uh, the song "Good Old Days" off "Even Worse," where there's a. Uh, uh, where there was there was also a bait and switch where you don't. Yeah, realize,
1: those were the good old days. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very, you know, what? everything right.
0: starts out sweet and then it becomes darker and darker and darker as yes. you go. And yes. and I agree, he does dark humor very well. So, actually, now that we've talked about it, after I was supposed to really listen <laughs> to the song,
1: uh,
0: I'll go back yeah. and, and re-listen to it because I'm sure I'll I'll hear all the stuff and it will be
1: just as funny. I'm sure. Definitely, yeah, absolutely, I will. I, I just want to add, you know what, this kind of actually weirdly reminds me of, I remember when I was doing the research for Jagged Little Pill Mm -hmm. um, with uh, you and Stephen Wilhelm, and I was like, you know what, Alanis Morissette is one of those artists that I think I'm getting more enjoyment out of the song as I'm listening to it while i'm reading the lyrics at the same time uh, like i put up the lyric sheet and do that but guess what weird al is the same artist yes. particularly with and i would say particularly with the with the originals yes. but throw it in the parodies too because he, he put so much kind of depth research and stuff into those um if you listen to his music while you're reading the lyrics at the same time you will you will be enhanced on your uh in your entire um listenership of that song or
2: yeah yeah man completely agree
1: all right, well, let's go on to our
0: next song, which is the last parody on the song. as a parody of the song Waterfalls by TLC. I know Adam loves himself some chili. Oh, my
1: God, she <laughs> made my 90s list. <laughs> Woo, chili's hot. <laughs> See, though, I did a pun yeah, there, I John, because chilies are hot, but then chili is also hot. Yeah. Okay. All right, and
0: the song is called Phony Calls.
3: You ask if the refrigerator is running. Me. don't go making phony calls please stick to the seven digit numbers you're used to i know that you think it's funny driving folks right up the wall but it's really getting old fast
0: All right i'll say that i think it's a good parody i think it it works. The style works. Uh, his lyrics work. I don't think it's as funny as some of his other stuff. It didn't get me yeah. chuckling or anything. It was just sort of like, okay, this is a good parody. I I see what you you're doing here. Um, I appreciate it. I mentioned before that uh, Nancy Cartwright and Hank Azaria Hank Azaria uh, were credited on there, and that's because they use a clip from The Simpsons of famously Bart Simpson was always you know prank calling. Uh, most is lack and they just use one of those kind of during the bridge area it was okay otherwise than that i probably would never include it on a you know weird al mixtape if you will um and definitely not one of my favorite parodies
2: yeah i, I agree completely john my, my favorite part of the song was bart simpson's appearance that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those i love tlc but i skip it honestly um i heard it you know once or twice back in the day i listened to it again just for this kind of review but it's not one of my favorites i mean you know like you said it's a good parody of what it was but um not for me and it's not one I ever go back to on the album for fun
1: yep and we're three for three i felt the exact <laughs> same way it just fell f- kind of flat yeah. fell kind of flat for me though i don't think it would look bad on weird al he did a good job with the parody right. it just wasn't one that I don't think it was the right song to parody like there should have been you know a little bit more upbeat or something else um, it was fine but yeah the Simpsons gag was good you know so that's about it okay. <laughs> alright well let's move on to the last one which I can
0: tell you two are eager to talk about <laughs> Uh a Weird Al original called The Night Santa Went Crazy his breast,
3: from his beard to his boots he was covered with ammo the big, fat, drunk, disgruntled Yuletide Rambo And he smiled as he said With a twinkle in his eye Merry Christmas to all Now you're all gonna die The night Santa went crazy The night Saint Nick went insane Realized He'd been getting the wrong deal Some finally Must have snapped in his brain Well, the workshop is gone
0: I I really enjoyed this song. Um, I know you guys are going to talk at length about it, so I'll just say I did listen to this one. I was paying attention. <laughs> I laughed from the get go. He hits you right out of the gate with the subject matter. You know what's going on. Santa went nuts. And gentlemen, elaborate.
2: Yeah. Hey, take it, take it, Adam. I know this is your favorite. You said of the originals.
1: What? Well, this is yeah. I I um I like this one. Other you know of the originals. Yeah. Again. That wonderful dark humor, Santa, jolly guy, he comes into everybody's home, but guess what? He's got like a fucking M16 and he's (laughs) blowing everyone to death right now, and it is hilarious. Um, This is a top tier original from Weird Al, period, in my opinion. I would count this, like if I had to do just his original songs, this would probably make my top 10 Weird Al original Mm -hmm. songs, probably top five. There's my fa- my favorite Weird Al song. Is an original, and I I won't talk about it too much in case we get to a third Weird, Weird Al album at some point. John, I'm not gonna say Albuquerque. Yes, Albuquerque. Absolutely, is my, without question. Yes, without question, my favorite Weird Al song personally. Yes. Um, but like, yeah, this is actually, John, you might you might have recognized the style. Isn't they didn't call it a style parody, but there are actual elements of Black Gold, fr- uh, from Soul Asylum. Black gold with the bright light, however oh, yeah, that goes. Yeah. So it's an, another Soul Asylum song. But they, there that. are aspects of that to this one. He must have been a big fan um, of Soul Asylum. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. But uh, this song it didn't it didn't chart upon its original release. It did later peak at number thirty five on the uh, U.S. Billboard Holiday Digital Tracks <laughs> chart in twenty ten, which is a very specific album chart. But um, yeah, I mean it's. This one's all about the lyrics, all about the humor, all about the visualization of t- of Santa just tearing through a town and mowing down people, and absolutely just like butchering the fucking reindeer <laughs> and the elves. Like, there's that. There's even a- an extra gory version. Yes. Uh, that he'll he'll either play at concerts or actually, and it's added in certain. Um, uh, it's on B sides mm-hmm. of some of the uh, stuff. That uh, he gets killed by SWAT by a SWAT team, <laughs> and the elves have to file for
2: unemployment <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of shit. So it's just like, it's solid. This is fucking solid gold. Absolutely, man. This it was hard to pick between. Uh, I remember Larry and the night Santa went crazy. They're they're both. extremely, extremely hysterical. The content, the lyrics, it's amazing. But when he says, Merry Christmas to all, now you're all going to die. And the whole song just switches into just crazy chaos. Uh, And you're right. The uh, the extra gory version, I didn't even know that was a thing until I came across the Essential Weird Al um, album. Mm -hmm. I saw that on Spotify and I was digging through there. And I played that version and kind of heard those new lyrics, so that was a that was eye opener too. But yeah, this one was incredible, man. Um, it's yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It's hysterical. Every Christmas, it's on my Christmas playlist. <laughs> because, um, I mean, I just have to, I gotta play it. It's amazing, man. Um, if you're gonna listen to like two or three songs on this album, um, I remember Larry and the Night Santa went crazy. Amish Paradise, of course, but you gotta listen to those yep. two originals for me because. That is Bad Hair Day. Um, Amish Paradise is the title track, you know, but these two songs make that album for me.
1: Well, title track means it's in the title. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Title <laughs> I
2: should say the star track. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The star, star track.
1: track. <laughs> um, I would agree. Like, the, all right, for me, the standouts definitely being Amish Paradise, um, Gump, mm-hmm. Alternative Polka, I Remember Larry, and The Santa Went Crazy, and then everything else is beneath it. Yeah, Those five are fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll follow you on that one, I would have to say. Um, all right, well, we kind of... I've already kind of mentioned our, our final thoughts on the albums, but we'll just go and give one more kind of quick go-around. Adam, why don't we start with you?
1: Yeah, I love me some Weird Al. I will always love me some Weird Al. I didn't have this one, um, and that did show in a lot of these ones uh, because the I do have the essential Weird Al, and so some of these songs that show up on there, like Santa Went Crazy... Um, And then some of the other ones, you know, and just my love of Weird Al is what makes me love the Alternative Poker and other stuff. So it was like, it was the hits plus the Alternative Poker. And I will say, I remember Larry isn't one I really knew, but listening to it, I really appreciated it. So those were absolutely my top five favorites. Um, But this is not an album I'm going to revisit. I will just stick to the essential Weird Al or what I maybe I need to do is get a specific Weird Al playlist where I pretty much add the essential Weird mm. Al plus I remember Larry and then maybe like a couple other small ones from albums that I liked outside of that but he's he's not usually a full album listen to me kind of artist he is a hit the shit you like cuz when I when I'm in the mood for Weird Al I want the nostalgia I want the fun and I want certain vibes and I'm not ready for a story to happen with this with an album I'm ready for make me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> as weird as that is. So like I I go to the songs I know. So yeah, but this one I enjoyed revisiting it. Um, you know I'd say half of them I liked, half of them I didn't really so much mm-hmm. like. And overall, this was still a quite enjoyable experience.
0: I'll jump in with mine and let Jody have the last word. I agree with Adam. This was definitely not an album we were nostalgic for. So there's a little bit of a loss with some of the style parodies and originals that are on there, and even actually some of his uh, some of his chosen parodies I don't think were particularly great on this one. I'm a little surprised that this is his best-selling album, although the popularity of Amish Paradise I guess shouldn't make it that surprising, because that song was enormous, and, and we've seen albums mm-hmm. get blown up just because of one song. Um, his, the songs that are on here that I like, I think are fantastic. The ones that I don't like, I think are meh. I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say that there are any bad songs on here because Weird Al is a great, fantastic songwriter and what he's chosen to do for himself, I think makes it a little bit more difficult because you've got to emulate specific people and artists and styles and stuff like that. And that's not necessarily easy to do so overall albums okay specific songs really really good
2: yeah um yeah to me this is all about nostalgia like i said seventh and eighth grade um bad hair day was it i own the album i bought it when it came out i remember going to walmart and getting it (laughs) um Mm -hmm. i had to have it because i loved weird al and yeah amish paradise was great Uh, obviously the the one of the better selling or the best selling song on the album. But to me, it was not the best because the originals, that's what this album is to me. It's his original material on this one. I remember Larry and The Night Santa Went Crazy. To me, you can't get much better than that. I'll give it to Adam, though. Albuquerque does. So I love that one, too. Uh, But Bad Hair Day for me, because of those two songs, will always be one of my favorites uh, but I am at the point now where I can go on Spotify and I have made my own Weird Al playlist and I only pick the top hits and you know, those are the ones I'm I'm pulling out. And there are a lot of them on here, like John said that I could live without and I never have to listen to them again. But because like I said, in eighth grade, I had to buy the whole thing, man, I'm always going to have bad hair day and I'm always going to love it. So special place in my heart.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Jody, thank you so much uh, for being a guest on here. Uh, why don't you just give us a couple couple plugs for anything you'd like?
2: Hey, absolutely. Thank you guys again for having me. I love you both. Mm-hmm. I love being on the podcast. Um, I am an attorney, so thesellerslawfirm.com. 770-415-9848. Hey, we, can, we, we haven't plugged that at I all, know. man. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's usually like the first I thing know. we do. That's the first thing I shout out. But hey, we can't help you, man. So check us out. Um, we, can, we can draft a will, draft your property deed. If you're in Georgia, we can do so much more. But give us a call. Let us know. But also, I am one half of Tall Tales podcast. It is a comedy podcast where we have little to no direction, as Adam has pointed out <laughs> on occasion. But uh, hey... <laughs> Check it out. It's talltalespod.com. Uh, tall you can get all our information there. It's also a live uh, touring comedy show that we're bringing back soon, and we're excited about that. Nice. So myself and Tim Gonzalez, thank you and give for having us on, guys. I loved it.
0: All right, and that was our review of Bad Hair Day by Weird Al Yankovic. Please join us next time as we break down the 1995 film Jumanji, discuss the Nickelodeon game show Nick Arcade, and recast Jumanji using Actors of Today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood, or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash Blast Past Cast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at Blast Past Cast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time.